Hey, Glory here with Successful Marketing Group. As you know, I work with local businesses, and right now, I'd love your help in supporting local Twin Cities restaurants. This month, I'd like to spotlight Day by Day Cafe. They've been a St. Paul institution since 1980. My daughter and I have been going there for almost 20 years. They're family-owned and loved for their scratch kitchen breakfast and magical outdoor patio with koi pond. Oh, and their new wood-fire pizzas are a big hit. Go to my Instagram at SuccessfulBizOwners for more info on them. We're getting close now. We're getting close. Training camp's opening close to the start of the regular season, close to another WNBA season loaded with talent on the rosters. Uh, so, Cheryl, we've been talking for a while here on the Cheryl Reeves Show about the fact we should talk about jerseys. And you've had so much news going on with the draft and pre-draft and everything else, we really never got around to it. So let's talk about the fact that uh, WNBA jerseys and swag are now appearing a little more uh, prolifically than before, probably not to the, the level that any of us want to see, but but just, if you would, talk me through how important that is. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, certainly the players in the league, but uh, fans – uh, of the league for a long time have asked uh, for us to step up our merch game um, and, and uh, you know, what, what happened, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago, the, uh, the launch of the new uniforms, it created uh, such incredible buzz, uh, uh, not only of uh, the fans, current fans of the teams, but I think that there was a lot of uh, connecting with people maybe that have been on the kind of periphery uh, a little bit of, of the women's game and uh, just really felt like it was so well done. The, the creativity in our, and then the, uh, the, the rebel edition. So there are three editions, which is a, that's a big step for us because we've always been limited to, to just two. Um, but the, the editions are labeled heroin uh, explorer and rebel. So it obviously is an acronym spells her. Um, and so I think that the the Rebel Edition was just a really fun way uh, to connect to um, you know the, each of the the cities in some way, some form or fashion uh, in its in its history. And so obviously for us, our connection to uh, Prince uh, represented through um, you know the, the First Ave. And um, but I, I think you know even even just as big as is is our Heroin and, and uh, Explorer editions. And I think our launch. Uh, of this was absolutely incredible in terms of the, the the video produced, the the photo shoots, the video shoots that our players participated in. It was massive. It was a massive uh, undertaking, and uh, I just thought we presented so well. Uh, and then, you know, most importantly, our fans uh, really took to uh, the way that the jerseys looked. Uh, we made some really important changes to to the jersey. Uh, in the past, uh, what was emblazoned on the front was not Minnesota. Uh, it was it was Mayo Clinic uh, with our number and then another sponsor below it. So we we've done some kind of reimagining of of the way our jersey uh, is presented in the WNBA. Um, you know, we we had issues with uh, you know the the numbers not being on the jersey and and on the front, uh, um, so that they you know, referees could actually uh, make calls. So we we've kind of uh, you know hit some bumps in the road, and then I think we landed in a really really good place. Nike stepped things up, and uh, I thought this was. In, I've been in the league a long long time. 
this was one of the best things our league has ever done in terms of creating, um, you know, greater interest. And, and so I, it was, it was, you know, really, uh, really good to see. And, and then the opportunities for fans to, you know, open up their, open up their wallets and pocketbooks to, uh, to invest in the great product. And what's been fascinating too is, listen, I know that uh, Twitter isn't real life, but it just has seemed like it's in not? social. Well, well, <laughs> well. I guess it depends on what kind of life you have. Let's hope it's not your real life. But, but the one thing we do get from social media, you get a sense of passion, and it just felt like there were so many fans clamoring on social media for the opportunity to buy jerseys, to buy swag, to buy the orange uh, sweatshirt. It felt like there was demand out there that wasn't being met before. Oh, there's no question about that. You know, that, that's, that's, um, you know, something as, as you know, we've, we've, we've been kind of, um, you know, kind of beating the drum about that, you know, you, you were not, we're not doing enough. It's a missed business opportunity. Uh, and then I, you know, we had real momentum around the orange hoodie, you know, as, as we've talked about before and, and, you know, was number one seller and, um, you know, uh, for fanatics and, and you could see, I mean, there's all different ways that, you know, different, um, not only on the NBA side, but other sports, people understanding. It's almost like, a, um, you know, this iconic way to say, I support the, the WNBA. Um, and, and so it's like a, it's like a voice. And, uh, you know, it's been utilized in so many different ways. And so I think we, we, you know, that was probably the first place that we built momentum around merchandise. And that was going into the bubble last year. And I think this really builds on that momentum. Absolutely. By the way, this is the Cheryl Reeve Show. This is part of TalkNorth.com. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. See all the shows as they're released, all of our sports shows and all of our outdoor content. We've added LaBelle Neal III to our baseball show, Chin Music. Uh, we continue to add shows and personalities. We have some of the, I think, the best personalities uh, in Minnesota lined up for you. Best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's an easy way to do it. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. And thank you to our sponsors, uh, Glory Ramsey's Successful Marketing Group, uh, Cara Quinn and Rudy Luther Toyota. I'll tell you more about them in a little bit. Uh, so training camp starts, on, we're talking here on Friday afternoon, training camp starts on Sunday. Uh, what's it going to look and feel like? Uh, you know, it's been probably two years since you've had anything close to a, a normal training camp. Will, will this feel like a normal training camp? Well, we're, we're thrilled to be back. Uh, yeah. You know, we have uh, the finest facility uh, in the WNBA. So, you know, actually being back and being able to utilize that and, um, you know, it, it is, it does look a, a little bit different in terms of, you know, what we were used to, you know, we've got protocols, um, you know, we're, we're, uh, not going to be able to see our media in person, at least initially during the season. So we still have some things that we're, you know, kind of really itching to get back to not the media part, but <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jim. Uh, but that, uh, you know, fans, fans will be able to, to be able to be you know, present at the game. So we're getting much, much closer. Will it feel like training camp? Absolutely. <laughs> we are, uh, on Sunday, you know, just the, uh, can't wait. You know, all of our coaches are really, really excited uh, to move from the, the skill workouts phase uh, to actual training camp and team concepts. And I'm excited to see what we have. Uh, we, we always try to put together a training camp that has uh, really good people, really good personalities that, that bring a talent. Uh, so that's always fun to, to see that come to fruition. And, and uh, you know, someone like Sylvia Fowles, who's done this uh, a few times is, is really, really excited. So I, it's always good. I was, it's a good, a good sign that, you know, players have been doing it for a long time. We're still excited about doing it. Uh, and that's where Syl is. So um, yeah, we're excited to get going. 
Uh, let, well, let's get into some news here. We do first again want to thank Gloria Ramsey, successful marketing group. You heard her ad before the show started. We'd also like to thank Rudy Luther Toyota, which is sponsoring the Cheryl Reeves show and other shows across the talknorth.com platform. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. We'd also like to thank longtime sponsor, Cara Quinn. You can find her at Vibe Realty, but she, you can also find her now at CaraQuinnRealtor.com, C-A-R-A-Q-U-I-N-N, Realtor.com. Uh, and she has an introductory uh, piece up today, but she also, you know, I'm on her email list, so I also get her, her notes. And she sent out something about Happy Earth Day. She said that today we're celebrating the beauty of our planet. And sharing, this is from earlier in the week, of course, sharing small changes that we can make as individuals to embrace green living. If you're looking for simple ways to reduce your carbon footprint, check out our feature on Earth Day Hacks. And if you're up for exploring the cities, we've highlighted Crocus Hill on our neighborhood series, Have At It. Uh, again, at Cara Quinn Realtor, she also introduces herself and tells you exactly why you should be working with her if you're buying or selling a house and you want somebody who's really an expert on the Twin Cities, uh, Minneapolis neighborhoods and how to operate in the current real, realtor environment. Uh, thanks again to Cara for being on the program and against CaraQuinnRealtor.com. Okay, so you, you ended up, you know, I've, I've been reading so much about the league. It's like the New York Liberty have 19 people on their training camp roster. And, you know, you get to keep what? Is it 11 is the limit, roster limit? Roster limit is 12. 12 uh, okay. Obviously, salary cap dictates that, uh, right. whether you could carry 12 or not. Right. Um, but, but the 19 is not... Um, you know, for like, if you look at ours, I think we're at 20 names on our roster, right? Uh, which is a technical um, look. The actual look is you can you cannot have more than 15 actively in camp. Got it. Okay. And you had to make a move with Lexi Brown, obviously. Uh, could you just go through that for us? Uh, the Lexi Brown move? Yes. Yeah, we, you know, in, in Lexi's case, we, uh, you know, kind of had a pretty good idea where the roster was headed and uh, where she'd fit and, and had multiple conversations in the offseason uh, with her camp, you know, about our direction and some of the concerns that we had. And, uh, and, and Lexi, um, you know, I think she's a, she's a player that probably would enjoy an opportunity uh, elsewhere. And so we, we just kind of wanted to give her a chance to, to get into a camp from the beginning, as opposed to us going to, you know, uh, getting to a certain point and wanting to make a change and then she'd be, she'd be stuck. So we just thought this was the best path uh, before camp gets started uh, to make that move. And, and uh, we certainly appreciated the time that we had with Lexi and, and, and wish her well. She had some big games for you. She did. Yeah, she really did. Uh, so let's, you know, you're going to a camp now where coming off a, a really, you know, pivotal off season. Uh, and I just remember the conversations I used to have with, you know, some of the managers and coaches I covered as a beat writer. And one of the things they always would talk about privately is the weight of expectations. You know, it's it, they all, like I know Ryan Gardenhire, he always loved it when people overlooked his team. He felt like his team played best in those circumstances. And he always felt like the years where they were burdened with expectations, they didn't perform up to standards. Here you are, you have a team that you have 
put in a position where there are going to be expectations. Are you the kind of coach who who likes that, or would you like to? Would you rather sneak up on people a little bit? Well, I kind of like it because then it, it it means we have a good roster, right? <laughs> and I always like to come from the vantage point of having a a good roster, good players, uh, and a team that expects to do well. It is our culture, um, you know, winning and the expectation of winning is our culture. It's why free agents came here. Um, you know, I, I think in terms of the ones like Nafisa Collier um, or the group that was with us last year, um, that that's what they know. It's what they want. They come from winning programs. And so, you know, I like the vantage point of, of you know, being a team that's expected to do well. And, and, you know, it's one of those things you control what you can control. You know, you do what you're supposed to do and the results take care of themselves. And so we never really put ex expectations on a win total uh you know we start the year understanding we are a team that could have great success in the 2021 WNBA season but we know there's great work that has to go into it a lot of things got to go your way um so we're just excited to you know bring it all together see how it shapes up and and see if we can we can uh, fulfill those expectations I also remember, I think it was a couple of years ago, uh, Brandon and I were in your office recording the show. And uh, I think, I can't remember whether this is on the air or just in casual conversation. You were kind of saying like, yeah, we've been picked to finish like 10th in a 12th team lead. (laughs) And then he looked at it and he said, we're not finishing 10th. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, really, it kind of gave me an insight where, you know, there are people who would like to be picked low because it lessens expectations. Uh, and there are people who might've thought coming after a, a year where you lost some of your best players where, you know, you might need a rebuilding year, but it was very obvious by your tone that you had no intention of, uh, of not competing and, and winning more than people expected. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember the conversation and, and uh, I felt like we had, though the, the, you know, the, the names change a little bit that, that I still felt like, yeah, I always say this, when you have Sylvia Fowles on the roster, you know, you're, you're going to be a playoff team. And uh, you know, now when we lost her last year, if people were to, to question whether we could or not, I certainly understood that, but uh, we have productive players on the roster. I think that's important. We have, um, you know, players that are that are passionate about what they're doing and uh, passionate about continuing the culture that Lindsay and Simone and Maya and Rebecca work so hard to lay for us. And so we stand on that, the, you know, the the shoulders of the culture that they that they built. And so it's fun. It's it's again, it's why people are, are here. You know, it's why Renia Davis was excited to be drafted uh, by the Minnesota Lynx. She understands all of that and how much goes into it. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you do it right. Um, you know, in a 12 team league that, you know, you, you, uh, you know, with, with Sylvia Fowles, you know, you, you, you better be in the mix and, and whether it's at the top of the league or not, but, but we certainly didn't ever feel like we'd be towards the bottom. You haven't had this group together yet. Do you have expectations in terms of leadership? Who, who is the leader? Who should be the leader? Or is it simply that Sylvia Fowles is your, has been your best player. And so that, that falls to her. How does all that work out? Well, I, I think we're at our best when the, the leadership is shared. And, and right now, I think that we've got Sylvia and Nafisa who uh, have a really good connection, have grown over the last couple of years together in this role. And then you add someone like uh, Natalie Achanwa, who uh, is accustomed you know, to being a voice, a leader. Uh, I've, I've communicated to her. I'm not looking for 
you know, a grace period for her to figure things out. I want her to come in because that's one of her greatest attributes. Uh, so I, I could see Natalie uh, taking on uh, some of that role. I think where, where Dantas is, you know, she's coming more into to, you know, her ability to communicate. So I like the infrastructure that we have from a leadership standpoint. And, you know, I've got some new players. You know, obviously, Kayla McBride's been in the league a long time. She'll have some natural leadership abilities. So I think we've always been at our best when we, when we have, you know, uh, multiple people that take on those roles, uh, for, especially for some of the younger players that we'll have. Yeah, I always thought it was interesting that Lindsey Whalen, obviously, by being a point guard and a great player, you know, she seemed to be your leader, but she never kind of carried herself as the only leader. It always seemed like it was something she distributed as well. Yeah, and you have you have different personalities, and you have different moments that that maybe uh, one player, um, you know, could be valuable uh, over another. You know, especially ebbs, ebbs and flows of a season. You know, certainly as a point guard, you know, you you have to lead every every day, um, but you know, there were just some times that you know, I, I always talk about this, where Brunson was 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 needed to be heard from, um, because she wasn't one that that talked a lot. Uh, you know, um, I, I think in you know Simone had her way of leading, which was a little more like the Pied Piper. You know, she was very popular uh, with with younger players or bench players, and so it just worked collectively. And I think that's you know that's sort of the goal here. And and I think about even you know a Rachel Banham. Um, who's been in the league, you know, she's got leadership qualities. I really asked for that from her last year in the bubble to give me her personality. So she'll lead differently. She'll provide something different than say what fee would provide or what Sill would provide. Um, and so, you know, any, any of the better teams that I've been around, you know, has that, that kind of that shared responsibility and, and some players maybe that you don't have to lead, you know, having those is, is kind of nice too, that where it's a little bit lower maintenance and, and, uh, you know, but I, I think you, you never want it to fall just to one or two people. It's, it's just too hard for those two individuals. And Rachel, you know, every time I've been around her, even when she was a little kid, she's always seems very lighthearted. Can you lead with that personality as well? Or, or does she have a different side to her that I haven't seen? Yeah, I, I would say so. It's a little bit like Simone, you know, Simone didn't ever want to be serious. You know, she never liked it, you know, when, um, I'd say, let's grab a few minutes in the office. She never wanted to have those conversations. <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily put Rachel in that category, but you can lead from a space of, of bringing levity to a situation. Um, you know, that, that you need that as well. You, you need perspective. And uh, Rachel's personality, as you mentioned, is something that I count on, uh, you know, for our team. I, I need that. We want to have fun. And so, but then also, you know, Rachel's uh, really smart when it comes to the game. Uh, and I would lean on her, you know, to be connected with her teammates and have a pulse on what they're feeling, what's needed. So when I go to her and say, what do you think of us doing this or this? I think Rachel has those qualities to be able to uh, be giving of herself enough you know, and be outside of herself enough that that she'd be able to provide really good perspective. Thanks again to our producer, Brandon Morton. And if you'd like to advertise with this show or anywhere across the network, you can reach Karen Cleary, the former Twins executive at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. Another emotional week in Minneapolis. Uh, Another uh, week of, you know, well, just, I'm just going to leave it to you. Is there anything you want to say about uh, what we've had going on this week with the uh, Chauvin trial or or any, it seems like there's always something uh, something going on in our city 
that just feels kind of devastating. Of course, I was very glad that uh, that the jurors did their job. The prosecution did did, did its job. Uh, any thoughts on the Chauvin trial or what's happening in our city this week? Yeah, I, you know, we had a lot of preparation, you know, a lot of conversations internally, you know, about, you know, uh, when when the verdict would, would be in and uh, what needed to happen next, uh, keeping our, our players uh, top of mind, what they would need, both from a safety standpoint and a mental health standpoint. Uh, so a lot of conversations, a lot of preparation around that, um, you know, when we got the word the verdict was in and, and what time it would be uh, announced, you know, we all um, kind of got to our respective places. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I was, there was, you could, you could hear a pin drop, you know, kind of, uh, everyone was, was tuning in and, and, uh, what came to mind for me, obviously, I think all of us, the word relief, um, would, would come to mind, but I, I also, uh, I thought a lot about, uh, 2016 and what we had on our, our warm-up shirts, uh, that day, uh, was justice and accountability, uh, that change starts with us. Uh, and so uh, to finally feel like that we had some justice and accountability, um, it, it's one of those things that, you know, um, thrilled that, uh, you know, that they was found guilty on all three accounts. Uh, it seemed really obvious, but as we know, that's not exactly how it works. Uh, once you get in the courts and application of, of the law and interpretations, et cetera. Um, so really thrilled uh, because it's the beginning of, uh, you know, trying to heal uh, here in our in our cities, trying to heal doesn't help, you know, the not too much longer, you know, uh, Dante Wright uh, was killed at the hands of police. It's a, you know, really, really challenging to not even have a chance to take that breath and soak that that in. Uh, we had to then move right to another tragedy. Um, and so I think I think that, you know, the the necessary step of of um, you know the the verdict going as as it should have gone, it gives you hope that all the work that we're doing that we are seeing progress and and I think people are understanding you know the systemic inequities and uh, and then specifically what's happening. Uh, it's not just in Minneapolis. You know this is obviously we were the epicenter to this. Uh, gives us a unique opportunity to be a part of, of the change, uh, to help lead ourselves out of this uh, as a nation. Uh, but this is happening everywhere, as we saw, you know, the, the, the Columbus uh, shooting and uh, in Washington, D.C., the legislators trying to come up with uh, some reform um, in different cities. I, I loved Berkeley, California, uh, taking the bold step. Of, of saying that traffic stops that would be for a tinted window uh, expired registration or a, uh, you know, all, all the things that are leading to a lot of these uh, situations, you can no longer do that uh, in Berkeley. They will have unarmed officers who will be, be charged with, um, you know, uh, taking care of, of that part of policing, uh, common sense things, you know, you have to, we have to, we, we cannot, it's no longer business as usual. It just can't be. And so, um, yeah, these are all things that, that we've been talking about that's been swirling around us. And, uh, so we're seeing change. We're seeing people kind of recognizing things need to happen. And, and, uh, I'm really, really thankful uh, that we got the verdict um, that that led to justice and accountability for George Floyd and his family. Well, thanks for handling that topic uh, so well as as you always do. I always feel like I think I've said this before. I always feel guilty, you know, throwing heavy 
subjects at you every week, but I want to hear, uh, I want to hear if you have something to say about them and you usually do, and uh, usually put it in such great perspective. So I appreciate uh, you bringing that as well as all the basketball knowledge to the network. Uh, thanks to Cheryl. Thanks to Brandon. Uh, thanks to everyone who listens to talknorth.com. We'll talk to you next week. And we'll have some actual basketball to talk about.